2: All are welcome. We're glad
1: you found us. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
2: Learn the language of spirit.
1: This is The Intuitive Life with Laura Wooster. Hello everyone and welcome to The Intuitive Life, where we walk together and support each other on the path to becoming more spiritually aware, enlightened, and inspired. My name is Laurel Wooster and we will be taking your calls today for questions and readings. And the number here is 816-251-3555, again it's 816-251-3555. And um, just a couple of uh, notes, I forgot to mention before. and I'd mentioned I'd be doing this but I recently recorded a guided meditation um, short one so that is available on my website at at this point so if you're looking for a short guided meditation just to get yourself centered during your busy day um pop over to my website at laurelwister.com and it's called the um empowered spirit and if you use the coupon code yeah coupon code kindness you get a little little extra off the um off the um checkout when you when you download the uh Meditation. So it's just something, just if you needed, um, you know, 15 minutes to chill out and you're just kind of feeling overwhelmed, which I I know a lot of people are these days, um, just pop on over and and check out my website and, and download the meditation. All right. So I hope that helps. I know I've heard from a few people say, Wow, that was good. Just to send a step back for 15 minutes and take a breath. I'm like, Great. If that's what you need and it works for you, wonderful. Excellent. But I want to get right to my guest today. I am so thrilled to have her on. Um, Today, I have Lynn Robinson. She's a best-selling author and one of the nation's leading speakers on one of my favorite topics, which is developing and trusting our intuition. She teaches how to tap into the power of your inner GPS, and her intuitive reading clients consistently praise her uncanny insights as spot on. And they report greater personal clarity and a deeper understanding of their purpose Calling, and Lynn has authored seven books on intuition, and they've been published in over 15 languages. And her latest is "Put Your Intuition to Work." She's also the author of "Divine Intuition." And to learn more about Lynn, you can go to her website. That's LynnRobinson.com. So, welcome, Lynn.
0: Oh my goodness. And you have such a lovely voice. I can imagine that listening to your meditation, just even if you were talking gobbledygook it would probably <laughs> relax, Laura. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, so glad to you. You have so one of so those very soothing voices. It's like, oh my goodness.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, don't yeah, my kids wouldn't agree with you, but that's okay. <laughs>
0: oh, you have a mom voice. I understand. Yeah.
1: There is a mom voice behind here somewhere. Yes. <laughs> Um so I'm so glad to have have you on the show. I know we've we've met each other a few times and um under under different circumstances and I love watching you teach and I love watching you do your work and you're just so brilliant and you you I love how you describe intuition and it makes it so accessible to people and and of course you you're teaching all around the world as well, correct?
0: Yeah, I did one in Japan this morning via Zoom, no Yes. Have- oh,
1: wow. yes, Yeah. It's amazing. So um so what I want to get right into this and um would you would you consider intuition to be the same thing as being psychic or do you think there's an overlap there?
0: You know, I think there's an overlap a lot of people do use them interchangeably. I, I always think of psychic readings is is a little bit more future-oriented, and that may just be my own bias, but, um, you know, I think we're all intuitive. I think we're all hardwired to receive intuitive wisdom, but not all of us are psychic. And You know, I also, I guess, again, this is just my own philosophy, but I don't think that the future is totally, you know, faded and predestined. I think we have an enormous amount of free will via our beliefs, our expectations, actions we take to affect or influence our lives. So often when I think of psychic, it's like, you know, kind of a, a... it's a, it's a skill, but it also seems more to, about predicting the future than it is mm-hmm. just about all of us ordinary folks being guided by our intuition to make the best life choices for ourselves. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yes. And how would, how would you define intuition?
0: Well, my favorite boring answer is it's quick and ready insight. That's actually what Webster's Dictionary says, and and yet my my very my very favorite one that's a little funny is a little 15-year-old girl said intuition is like when you know something, but like where did it come from? <laughs> <laughs> and I think we're all hardwired with it, as I said. And I I you know I think of it as a divine intuition. That's the title of one of my books. I do think it's something that comes from. The universe, the God of your understanding, your higher self. Um, and I think it's with us from the day we were born that helps guide us to make the best choices for ourselves, to move us towards our purpose and our passion. And so when we listen to it, it's an un- unerring guide to really what makes us happy, whatever that is. Yeah,
1: exactly. And, um, you know, there's one thing that I've been hearing a lot from people recently is they feel disconnected from their own intuition that that's not like a huge topic nowadays right, and right. I, I think it, i mean my my guess is maybe because a lot of the anxiety about you know think, changes in the world and things like that but what are what are your thoughts on that
0: well I agree, and I'm hearing the same thing. And one of the basic ways that I describe intuition, which may take it a little bit more out of the kind of the woo-woo category into something a little more manageable, is I tell people that when something feels boring, draining, enervating, you've just lost interest in it, that's your intuition saying it's time for a new direction or it's time for some new action or some different kind of thinking. Mm -hmm. And conversely, when you feel excited curious about something, you're you're interested in it, excitement may be too strong of a word for some people, but even if you're mildly interested in something, that's your intuition saying move in that direction. And so all of us have access to that. I mean, we certainly know when we're consistently bored with something, and, and we do know, you know, that what things that we're interested in. I like to give people the test of going, well, if you got locked out into a bookstore overnight and you were forced to stay there until the morning, what section would you find yourself in? Oh, that's a <laughs> I did good a lot one. Of I know I a lot of listeners would probably be in the metaphysics, spirituality, personal growth section. Yes. So that gives you a little clue about what you're interested in, what you want to move to towards um you know the thing that i find though when doing my intuitive readings is that i hear a lot is a lot of times people know what they want to do next but they get scared um i want to do i would always wanted to do x but i don't have the confidence and i hear that and it always makes me sad because honestly i'm i'm in the camp of feel the fear and do it anyway um Mm -hmm. So I'm always encouraging people to just understand that, that fear, that anxiety of, oh, my gosh, am I going to be able to do what I want to do? Will I be able to do it? Will I be successful? All of that stuff is really normal. But you need to take the small steps and move out of your comfort zone to begin to set a new energy in motion. So, you know, just even sitting down and saying, you know, what interests me? What am I curious about? What's my right next step? Those are all such great questions um, to give you a clue about what that next action might be, I mean, it could be a class, it could be a book you read, it could be a conversation, it could be listening to this podcast. So you all get an A plus because you've taken an action. <laughs> but those are ways I find that intuition guides us.' Is just, you know, what's, what's my right next step? Sometimes we don't know all of the steps or how we're ever going to get to what we want, but just taking that one small step and then another is it's just I've I found that that's really helped me. Yeah, and it's and it's
1: so simple. I think sometimes people overthink it.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah really it, I know, and I think sometimes, you know, especially during this time of the pandemic, it is really difficult. I mean, it's like, oh, gosh, every single thing we think about doing seems to have so many repercussions. You know, will it be safe? Will people buy it? And everything is so upended that I think it gets very discouraging for people.
1: Yes, yeah, that added um, thing that they have to take in consideration, right? Right, uh, yeah so you know what What i often hear from people like that I'll, I'll actually say you know why don't you ask yourself what how your what your gut tells you about certain things and they say well how do i know that I'm just it's just not wishful thinking like I really know what I want but then I ask myself is the right thing to do but is it my own mind getting into it like how what do you, how do you address that question yeah
0: and you know the thing that's often surprised me and I I was guilty of this for a while I always thought that everybody else had this crystal clarity about what they were supposed to do. Like, yes, you were supposed to be a chemist and you were supposed to be an early elementary school teacher or something very clear and direct like that. And you know what? Most of us mere mortals kind of muddle through life going, gosh, I'd like to do this. And I think that, the people who are honestly successful at doing what they love to do, they go, gosh, I would like to do this. Well, I don't know what else to do. Let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, it is an aspect of wishful thinking. I mean, my theory is that if the universe placed that message in your heart that there's something you enjoy or something you like to do or service you like to give, or um, that that's there for a reason. Um, and so to take some action on it and just – be curious about it. One of the messages I get from my spirit guides all the time when somebody doesn't know what to do is simply just explore. Give yourself permission to not have to figure it out or not know what the goal is or not know, you know, all of the ways you're going to get what you want, but just be willing to explore. And that takes the pressure off a little bit because it The other thing that I've discovered when I'm kind of in that wishful thinking, I'm not sure if this is really what I should be doing, and wishing for that big booming voice out of the universe going, Lynn, Lynn, the answer is yes, like that crazy (laughs) eight ball we played with as kids. You know, you get that clear answer. But I, I have finally discovered, kind of said to myself, I go. I use the 60/40 rule. If I am 60% certain about something, I'll go do it. <laughs> uh, Cuz I think there's always that feeling of, "Oh, is this it? Maybe it's not." And we start talking ourselves out of it. But if it if I feel slightly more certain than not, then I'll go for it.
1: And that's great to, and when, great to hear, especially from someone who's a professional intuitive. You know, to actually oh, well, you know, you, don't, you don't always 100%
0: know, right? No, absolutely not. And you know, mm-hmm. honestly, Laura, when I first started my business, which was—I hate to say 'cause it makes me feel so old—it <laughs> was 35 years ago. Oh, Amazing. Um, and it came as the result of a newspaper article. It was so uh, you can tell that story a little bit later. But honestly, mm-hmm. it kind of started before maybe I was ready for it. It was kind of trial by fire. I used to just sit in my office and cry before my clients came in. Like, what are they going to figure out? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's the imposter syndrome, so, right? <laughs> I
0: know. Oh, yeah. But I'm yeah. sharing that because I think so many of us feel that way. Yeah. You know, oh, my gosh, how did I ever get hired for this job? Um, so it is very common to feel that. And, and yet, it that business, my business started really as the result of that 60-40 rule. It's like I was a operations manager of an IT company in Boston, and I really didn't like doing it. <laughs> I like, well, what the, the, the place I would have ended up in the bookstore was definitely metaphysics and things about spirituality, and I like counseling people, so I kind of went for it. Um, so here I am now, 35 years later, teaching internationally and having written seven books. So I guess it worked out, but it was wishful thinking in the beginning. So it's It's a tricky question, is it wishful thinking or intuition? I'm just saying if you're interested in it, explore it, go for it.
1: mm, that's great advice and And I love the story of how how your business sort of got launched because it was very synchronistic it's like it's almost like your spirit guides kind of lined it up for you, right, yeah.
0: Yeah, so as I said, I worked um, at an IT company as the operations manager, and I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, Um, and and so I went to see a career coach, and she was the one that really, um, she gave me an aptitude test, and I thought, oh my gosh, I had so many different interests, it was kind of hard to pin down. But I went, during the time I was seeing her, I went to take a class in in my exploration mode on intuition. And I came back to my next session with her and sort of jokingly said, you know, I finally, I took this class on intuition and I figured out what I want to do. I want to be a psychic. And I was just laughing. I thought that was pretty funny. And she just was taking me seriously. And she said, "Well, well, why not? And I'm like kind of rolling my eyes, you know, like, oh, you know, no, I mean, it's not like there's a help wanted ad in the Boston Globe for a psychic, you know, how do you start a business like that? I was totally poo-pooing it. And she was the one that really kind of taught me the rudimentary law of attraction. I guess I'll call it that. Where she said, "Look, write down what, what does your ideal life look like? You know, if you were doing this, and you know, how much money would you be making? And you know, what kind of office would you have?" And so she told me to write all of that down, and every day I was to visualize it for just a couple minutes. And you know, so I continued talking to her over the next month or so, and then unfortunately, a friend of mine died unexpectedly, and. I went to his funeral, and there were several hundred people there, and I was intending to sit next to another friend, several friends that that I knew were going to be there. But I walked into the funeral home, Laura. It was the weirdest thing. I saw this empty seat next to this woman I didn't know, and then I heard this woman say, please sit there. And I turned around to look at who had said that, and there was no one there so, to your point, I think, I mean, in retrospect, I think it was my spirit guide speaking to me. So I ended up sitting next to this woman. At the end of the service, she and I started chatting and kind of small talk, and she asked me what I did for a living. And I don't know if you've ever had one of those times where your brain doesn't engage with your mouth, but I found myself telling her about my interest in doing intuitive readings, and I was so embarrassed telling a total stranger. but so she was fortunately really interested and asked me for a reading, and um so I went over to her house. I didn't have an office or anything. And at the end of the at the end of the reading, which fortunately went really well, gosh, I was so nervous. Um, I said, "You know, we didn't really talk about what you do for a living." And she said, "Oh, I thought I told you. I'm a writer for the Boston Globe newspaper, and I'd love to write an article about you." And oh, after the article came out, I got over 500 clients in the next few months. <laughs>
2: Amazing.
0: Yeah. So it definitely was very synchronistic and that's often one of the things you'll find when you start taking those small next steps is the synchronicities and coincidences and the right people and situations begin to show up so that was that was my my amazing story of how that all my business got launched
1: that's incredible this um and and I'm, i know that you is probably almost um second nature to you now to just kind of say okay i just trust this is going to happen like something's going to be okay if i move in this direction um so is there anything obviously you you're listening to your gut and you're listening to your guides um are there other signs that you look for when you're saying okay i think i'm 60 percent or pretty close to it or more yeah. going in that direction are there do you have, yeah. yeah.
0: If it keeps mm-hmm. nudging me, it keeps going, That would a good idea. Oh, you know, I kind of would like to do that. And mm-hmm. I keep thinking about it and I keep reading about it, and I keep having conversations about it. That's usually you know, that's when I realize I'm at that sixty to seventy po- uh seventy percent part yeah. <laughs> that um it's like nudging me in that direction. You know, the other thing <clears throat> I I Realized that, you know, I did some research once. I was invited to be on a television show one time about what makes people lucky or who are lucky people. And, and mm-hmm. frankly, I hear I'm the expert. I'm supposed to be the expert on it. And I really didn't have a lot of information, so I did a lot of research about it before I went on the show. And what was interesting is that people who are lucky tell themselves they're lucky. I'm such a lovely, per- lucky person. Things have a way of working out for me. You know. I, and so that was one thing about kind of how they talk to themselves They also are people who often trust their intuition. They might act on an impulse or an idea more quickly than maybe an an average person who might overthink it. And the third thing was that they often talk to people, like, you know, in the supermarket line or you know, out for a walk, they'll chat with people, and they connect with people. So it was a combination of how they talk to themselves, using their intuition, and talking to others and connecting with others. So I think that I realized that there was a combination of doing all three of those things that kind of resulted in that newspaper article.
1: Beautiful story. I love it. It just it gives me chills when I hear
0: it. I know. every time I say it, I still stand there and go, "Wow, that's amazing that that happened." And I mean, I I've, I've told that story a few times, so yes, I still get the chills when I say it. Yeah, it's
1: like, it was life changing, obviously, for you. Oh
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Sure. So um, so sometimes I'll get, I, I'm I'm always trying to coach my clients, you know, how to you know to how to learn to trust their intuition and try this and try that, and and sometimes. I'll have them come back to me and say, "'You know what? I really felt like my gut told me to do this or led me in this direction, and I did it, and then things started to fall apart, and then they asked me what happened what what where what where is the disconnect here? Do you ever have that happen with you where you you really your intuition pulled you in a certain direction, you were pretty sure' That was where you are supposed to go, and then things kind of didn't go the way you thought it would. Yeah,
0: I've had that happen multiple times. In fact, I had that happen recently. And, you know, sometimes we don't know... in retrospect, why something, would, sometimes we do know in retrospect why it happened. Like, I'll just give you my most recent example. My husband and I bought a, um, put an offer in a second home down in Florida at the beginning part of the summer. And we were both real excited about it. I felt very guided to do it. And after we put the offer in, the woman decided not to sell the house. <laughs> so I am just, like hugely disappointed. I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought my intuition was really leading me in that direction. Right. And now, because of COVID and a bunch of other things in my, in my, family and medical stuff i'm like so relieved that that didn't happen and so you know i don't know in retrospect what that was about i mean it was a fun adventure to go do it and things like that but sometimes i think it it is a little hard to tell why we've been guided to do something it may be that we're meeting somebody that we were supposed to meet it may be an experience that we were supposed to have um but even if you if you think about your um like the gps on your car your phone if you've made a wrong choice it just says please make a legal (laughs) u-turn that's what mine (laughs) says anyway and you know so what i mean it's something that you know you might be going in a certain direction go whoop! i just made i need a little detour here and i need to turn around Mm -hmm. and you may have to just trust that there was something that you learned from you know going in the direction that you needed a detour for yeah
1: that's how i see it too It's, it's like okay there's Maybe there's some information that I gathered by going through this process that I wouldn't have otherwise and I just don't know that I need it yet. Right.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: You know, so, my yeah. other
0: example of that that was, was really big for me, As um, this was before I started my business, but I had accepted, I lived in the Massachusetts area most of my life, my early part of my life, and I'd gotten a job offer in upstate New York, and, you know, I just, uh, my intuition was saying, go for it, you know, this was all very exciting, and et cetera, et cetera, and I took the job, and short version of the story was the company ended up going bankrupt. They basically didn't pay me for several months. and Oh, my gosh, it was just probably wow. one of the most difficult times in my life. You know, here I am in my 20s, just starting out. And, you know, to, uh, you, most of us, like, in our 20s live paycheck to paycheck, and I definitely right. was. And I look back on that and go, wow, just the question you asked. You know, why did that happen when my intuition was telling me to go for it? And yet now, you know, how many years later, I can look back at it and go, that was such an amazing um I think I still was guided, even though it didn't work out the way that I thought it was, it was going to. I, because right after that, I started doing readings um, to make a little money, not doing it professionally, but I, you know, I had to make money. So, and I learned a lot about law of attraction during that time because I was kind of forced to, like kind of on my knees going, please, you know, help me. <laughs> um, so there was a lot. I, it taught me a lot about my own inner strength that I could go through something very difficult like that. Yeah. Um, so, there was a lot in retrospect that I learned, I think, on a, a soul level. So I'm grateful for it, even though it was a very difficult time.
1: Right. There's a lot we can learn in times of adversity. Uh, Yes.
0: A lot we can learn about
1: ourselves too. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, So we're going to go to the break shortly, uh, and after the break, I'm going to start bringing some callers on um, for questions. But for so, do you have a certain way that you suggest to your clients how to ask a question to an intuitive?
0: Yeah, you know, I think we're all different, actually. You know, yeah. some people don't like to have any questions at all. They just like to do a cold reading. Mm-hmm. I find it helpful if somebody gives me a little context and then a question. So, um, you know, I'm struggling with, you know, whether to leave my job or not or something or I've got a difficult boss or, you know, some, some small context. Um, and then I just like somebody's name, uh, the person, if there's somebody they want me to tune into. You know, my boss's name is Kathy or something like that. For some reason, that seems to help me focus on the person. Yeah. So asking a question and maybe just a tiny bit of context is perfect.
1: Okay, so just a little bit of context. You don't want them filling in all the blanks. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <Okay. laughs> I don't want to get swayed yeah. by that. And It's actually yeah. great doing it on the phone. I usually do either phone sessions or Zoom sessions with a video off because I don't like picking up on people's body language. Like if somebody's yeah. like crossing their arms and frowning, I'm thinking, oh, they don't like it. And, you know, that's maybe the way they sit. <laughs> <laughs> <Or> they <won't>. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't want to misinterpret something.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, I hear you completely. And it's so funny, too. Um, I know we're going to the break in a moment, but um, recently, I did my first in-person event in a long time, and, and everybody who attended was wearing their masks. And even though energetically I didn't really need to see their faces, it was just kind of like, are they smiling? Are they not? Are they happy? Oh, <laughs> you
0: know? oh
1: I yeah. know. And and so, have you ever
0: had that experience even without the mask where there might be somebody frowning in the front corner, and you're yeah. you're just like, oh, it's so hard not to interpret that as they don't like it, and then they come up to you exactly. afterwards going, oh, my gosh, that was just amazing.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, it, uh, that it happens quite a bit, and it's. Just, yeah. I just think they're very inquisitive people, and they're just really intently listening, you know. Yeah. Um, right. So it's, yeah. So it's best not to
0: not to judge. Not to interpret more. their frowns. Yes.
1: Exactly. Um, so I know that um, the. Uh, what was I going to say here? Um, oh, yeah. There's one thing I wanted to touch upon too, because I know you do a lot of um, corporate type of. Uh, you work with corporate clients, and. Yeah. Yeah, so I definitely want to touch upon that when we come back from the break. Okay. But um yeah, and it's it, are you finding a lot more a lot more corporate clients are are coming to you? Is it yes. something a little less taboo? Uh,
0: yeah, no, I think a lot of people are coming who are, you know, in leadership positions. So, yes, I'm finding that a lot.
1: Yes, me too. I think it's wonderful to see that people opening up to it more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Very good. Um So I'm just a reminder of everybody who I'm talking to, if you joined us late, I am speaking with professional intuitive author, speaker, intuitive advisor, Lynn Robinson. And you can learn more about Lynn at her website, and it's lynnrobinson.com, that's L-Y-N-N robinson.com. And we will be taking your calls after the break, and the number here is 816-251-352. and we do already have some callers in the queue so if you'd like to get in the queue jump right on in and um, the best way to form a question is you know just give a little context a question and then we'll go from there Alrighty, very good so um and Lynn also do you you don't have a a YouTube channel do you oh you do I I do do yeah 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 yeah, wonderful okay great cuz it's it's um because I know that uh, I love all the advice that you give to people. I think it's so helpful, and it yeah. So that's a lot fun. of what
0: the YouTube channel is: is various technique, intuition techniques, and things like that. Yeah.
1: Wonderful, excellent. So go and go and follow her on YouTube during the break, but definitely come back. So we don't don't go off into YouTube land. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a few moments, and we'll be taking your calls with Lynn Robinson. <laughs>
2: We are spiritual beings having a human
1: experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
2: Welcome back to The Intuitive Life with Laura Wooster. Hey everyone,
1: I'm here today with Um, Intuitive, professional intuitive advisor, Lynn Robinson. And Lynn, um, so one question before we go to the callers here, because I've noticed an uptick with a lot of people, obviously, I mentioned earlier with anxiety because of things that are happening and they're, they're calling for insight about the most minuscule parts of their lives, you know, that <laughs> like, they want, because you know, when anxiety gets heightened, people start to really focus on the small details and yeah. trying to control every aspect. So, do you have any tips for people who needs who are worrying worrying too much that they need to kind of get it under control? Do you have any advice? Uh-huh.
0: You know, I do a number of things myself. I mean, I find when I'm super anxious, trying to meditate is is just impossible. So I like to just go and take some walks in nature. I live by the ocean, so I go for walks in beach or in through the woods. I find that really helps calm me. The other thing that I find really helpful is to pay attention to what I'm saying to myself. Because usually, when I'm anxious, it's preceded by what if this bad thing happens and what if that bad thing happens. And it's like I have this little, you know, little rabbit, you know, gerbil wheel that kind of goes round and round and round on the same thing. And mm-hmm. so I really learned to say, I mean, it's hard to give anybody else an affirmation because it's so individual, but I just try to say things to myself like things have a way of working out, I'm being guided you know, all is well. You know, I just kind of try to say things that calm me down. If I notice I'm getting agitated, I just try to pay attention to what has preceded that. What am I saying to myself? So I call them what if down, you know, what if this bad thing happens? What if this doesn't work out? Those are what if downs. What if ops are things have a way of working out? You know, what if this good thing happens? What if this does work out the way that I would like it to? So I Keep my focus, and it often is is um, really have to concentrate and pay attention about keeping my focus on what I want versus what I don't want, or what I fear.
1: Yes, good point. Because a lot of th- a lot of times, the things that we fear is going to happen doesn't necessarily happen. happen yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> In case if everything I feared happened. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. I'd, I'd be out there on my, with my cup on the street. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Oh, my goodness.
1: So we're, we're going to go right to the callers. Um, and if anybody'd like to get in the queue, it's 816 251 3555. But we'll go to, let's see, let's go to Deborah first. Hello, Deborah. Hi. 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 Welcome Deborah. to the show. Thanks for calling. I'm excited to be on. Wonderful. I'm so glad. Do you have a question for Lynn? Yes, I do. Um,
2: My um, passion has been um, intuition, um, angels, healing, all that good stuff. And some of the family members are um, really against it and saying very harsh words me, so I just wanted to know how I can keep going on and doing this and doing what I'm meant to do.
0: You know, I find that this happens to a lot of us, you know, whether we're interested in doing you know, intuition or angels or anything else or something a little else out of the ordinary. But I find that almost all of us seem to, if we've got some inner doubts and inner fears, we attract the, I call it the discouragement committee. (laughs) Oh, Deborah, you shouldn't be doing that, or, you know, this is the reason, or you'll never make any money, or go do something normal, or say some things like that. I certainly had that happen when I was first starting out. So you may need to find a way to have more um, encouraging, the encouraging committee around you and maybe a limit a little bit of what you're sharing with the people who are discouraging. But I think almost all of us who want to do this work find that we go through that trial by fire of having naysayers around us. It's really it's challenging. But I feel like you're really good at the intuition and the healing and the angels, and I feel like the universe wants you to share your gifts Okay. Because I have grandkids
2: and they're using that against me. Oh, dear. That I can't see them. And there's seven of them.
0: Oh, gosh. Oh, Deborah, that's so sad. You know, sometimes what I've done when there's a lot of chaos or drama around me like that is I just pray and I meditate, and I don't ask for a specific outcome like, oh, please, you know, just I'm praying to get to see my kids, my grandkids again. I will just say, please bring peace and harmony and forgiveness and love into the situation. And I will tell you, it doesn't always happen overnight. It doesn't usually. But I just use the vehicles of prayer and healing and sending positive energy. And that's, that's my, you know, because I, I know I've had challenging things like that happen before, too, or people being angry at me or things like that. And, and that's my best advice in those situations. It's really sad. I mean, of course, you should be able to see your grandkids. It's sad not to be able to give them little hugs
2: yeah. Right. Yeah, especially a new one that I have never seen. So oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well good luck
0: to you, Deborah. That's I, I will send positive thoughts for you.
2: Thank you. Is there like a thing I can also say, you know, um for my intuition? Like uh, ask a question to my intuition to help yeah. me on this?
0: That's one of the things that I, I like to do is just ask my intuition, not why is this happening, because that doesn't really give us a lot of helpful information, but what could I do to bring healing into this situation? You know, what can I do to make everybody get along better? Um, you know, what's my job here? Or simply, even if it's not a question, just asking your own angels and guides, you know, please give me information about to create harmony in this in my family again. And again, I don't always get the answer right away, but I'll find that the answer comes in feelings, an inner voice, a dream, um, an aha moment. Those are usually the ways that the information comes in. And you know, so you, you know, when you do that, ask asking those questions or asking for information, you'll probably find that within the next week or so, the answers will start dropping in. Okay.
2: Awesome.
0: Okay. Thanks, Deborah. Good luck.
2: Yeah.
1: Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Care. Oh, I've heard that. I've heard that often. People. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they they feel so. Um, I don't know. They just don't want to be open to this type of scenarios and. I know. I, I find a lot of times it's fear.
0: Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The unknown and yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so there's There's a great story that I'd love for you to share. and it's the one with the Sunday. I just I love that story. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah, we could give a visual over the phone, but exactly. yeah, what happened was um I wrote the first version of of divine intuition gosh, I think it was like 13, 14 years ago. And it was a bestseller when it first came out, and, and and then it was out for a few years. It was getting printed in China, and it was a full-color book with beautiful photographs and became very expensive to print. So it went out of print, and I, I didn't know until people started calling me or emailing me and saying, Lynn, I am trying to find your Divine Intuition book, and I can't find it. And the publisher finally said, oh, yeah, it's not in print anymore. It got too expensive to print. And I was just devastated And, you know, my husband's used to being married to somebody who's usually upbeat and cheerful. And I was just like, I for the next several days, I was crying, I was depressed, I felt so hopeless, because it was a lot about my, you know, my brand, what I spoke about, and I was very proud of that book. And so one day he got in desperation, he said, Lynn, the only thing that ever cheers you up is a hot fudge sundae. I'm going to bring you to get a hot fudge sundae. And I kept saying, I don't want a hot fudge sundae. And I kept saying, I just want to know God's hand is on my life. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that's kind of a funny thing to say, but that's what it just kept coming to my mind. I just want to know God's hand is on my life. So he drove me to the nearest um, ice cream store, which was a local Dairy Queen, and I'm still crying in the car going, I just want to know God's hand is on my life. And he went and got me a hot fudge Sunday and he put it up on the dashboard, and I started pointing to it going, look at that, look at that, look at that. And I, this is where I wish we had the visual, but honest yeah. to God, there was a hand of, of in the hot fudge sauce, an image of the hand. You know, like when you see the Christian yes. church, God's hand, that was in hot fudge sauce.
1: And I've and seen I, that picture, and
0: it is clear as day. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just amazing. I still just, whenever I see that, I go, oh, my gosh, amazing. But um, yeah. that was the way that, you know, I said earlier, you know, often universe speaks through synchronicities, coincidences, magical events like that, and that was definitely one of those times. Boy. And then the punchline of the story is that what ended up happening was a few months later, I had a different publisher call me and said, we'd like to do a revised, intuition, a, a revised divine intuition book. So it got um, republished a few years ago, not with the full-color pictures, unfortunately, but still really a good book, and I've added a lot of new material to it. So... So that was the answer to my prayer. Wow, what a great so opportunity! What's yeah. on my life? Yes,
1: <laughs> that's amazing. And um, the um, you know, it just it, I oftentimes that those those things come up, like those things that just you can't deny it, and you you know, like the the hand and <laughs> not fudge Um wow. When we kind of get to surrender at some yeah. point, and 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 I, and I think there's power in that, but I don't know if. And I oftentimes struggle with how to define that for other people. Like I know what it feels like, but to mm-hmm. define it, how would you define that?
0: Yeah, and it's a fine line between giving up and surrendering. Yeah. But I find that surrender is also very powerful. Like when I've done everything I could do to make something happen – and and I still feel guided, and it still still feels like it's supposed to happen. I just basically say, and these are you know my own words. Use your own, but it's like universe, you know, if you want this to happen, please guide me. Please help it to show up. You know, please tell me if there's some next steps I need to take. But I surrender it, and I do this little technique that helps me because I find that like you just kind of implied that idea of surrender is so intangible. It's like I kind of wish we had a surrender switch, like oh up, oh, I've surrendered. That surrender switch is on, um, yes. but I. I have a little box that i have on my bookshelf um and it just says the word surrender on it and so whenever i'm really struggling with something i write a little note to the universe and say you know like dear god you know i'm really struggling with this i don't know what to do with my you know about my next book contract or whatever it is that i'm you know dealing with and i just put it a little that little note in the surrender box so whenever i find myself worrying about it I just say oh it's in the surrender box you know the universe is handling it i'm just going to be you know anything that i'm guided to do i will do but otherwise it's in god's hands so having it in that little box really helps me
1: yeah it does it takes it off your mind and into into god's hands and yeah, uh, and, yeah. It's, and it's amazing what can what can shift after that yeah exactly yeah and it's so funny to, i get i know i have i know i'm going a little off topic with this but that's the most the most hysterical story <laughs> you have, because uh, how often do you have people come to you and say, "Do you have the lottery numbers?"
0: Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> it
1: happens You're to make me all me time tell people. that story. <laughs> yes, people. Uh, people just someone just asked me the other day on a call. Oh, by the way, before we end this call, do you have any lottery numbers? We were like no, sorry, it doesn't work that way. No, you have to call
0: Lynn <laughs> about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the story is that it was right after I got married, and I've been married for twenty five years. I woke up. Um, with six numbers running through my head and I had never played the lottery before and I couldn't get the numbers to go away I couldn't get back to sleep and my husband's snoring beside me and so I'm like oh maybe it's a lottery number I don't know and so I nudged him I said honey how many numbers are in the lottery and I have never seen him move so fast before or since he had a pad of paper he had a pen It's like oh my gosh you know she's got the lottery number so he wrote it down it was a Wednesday morning and, um, and he said I'm going to play this on the way to work and, I said, Oh, that's great, you know, I'm thinking it's slim to none possibilities that I woke up with a lottery number, but I was excited he was gonna play it. And I put it out of my mind. And then Friday morning rolled around, and we're sitting and having breakfast and reading the Boston Globe, and, and I said, oh, we should check and see if my number came in. And I looked at the number, and I said, do you still have that slip of paper that you wrote this down on? And and he said, he said, yeah, said, ah, you know, got really busy on Wednesday, and I forgot to play it. And I said, oh, well, you know, just so you have the paper, and, and I looked at it and looked at the Boston Globe number, lottery number, and I said, oh, my gosh this number is a winner. And I'm looking at it more. And it was for $5.2 million that he did not play. Oh Wow. But did like, know, it, it it was, the color
1: just leave his face? Oh, <laughs> my
0: God. I know. I mean, I don't know if there was ever grounds for divorce Did not pay, play the lottery number. But, <laughs> but you know what? Unfortunately, I mean, after I got over being really mad at him, I, I realized, you know, this was, Uh, This was a really uh, very expensive lesson in that I think when you get an intuition, you need to take action on it yourself. You can't let it be, let it go, talk yourself out of it, let somebody else do it. You need to do it yourself. So um, I've still got a pad of paper beside me on my bed. I still haven't gotten another lottery number. I'm hoping that it was not just that one chance, but nonetheless, um, I I definitely would play it myself the next time.
1: (laughs) I mean, just think, I mean it, it definitely could have changed your, the course of your life and maybe you wouldn't I have know, gone to Japan. I know,
0: mm-hmm. And then I wonder would I be, have been doing this if I had won the lottery. I don't know, probably so. I, people ask me that. Oh, would you still be doing this if you won the lottery? I probably would. I, I had the idea of, like, retiring. I don't know. I might, might do a little traveling or something, but the idea of retiring is just not in my lexicon. I kind of like working and doing what I do.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, that I can't imagine you not. It it seems like it's such a big part of who you are. I can't imagine you doing yeah. that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. I love it.
1: So, um so I know I noticed recently because of um you know the the change of of work patterns and things recently with people that a lot of people are looking to um change to actually change jobs or even start yeah. a business, right? So right. So do you have any any What's a great way to sort of to grow the groundwork for a new business intuitively?
0: Yeah, and I'm hearing that too. And what I'm noticing um, intuitively, even really over the next last year or so or more, I've been noticing that we're moving more towards a gig economy, meaning I don't see as many people wanting to work in a big corporation. They're wanting to do some combination of things. And I, I find that a lot of us who are starting our own business, um, do a number of different things, I mean, I did that really when I first started out. I was still i worked I worked in a friend 's office for a little while, so it was kind of I call it roof over the head food on the table money. Uh, food-on-the-table money that was coming in on a regular basis, and then, you know, continuing to grow my business where it was a little uncertain for a while, even though I had that Boston Globe article. So I'm finding that there's a lot of us who have multiple aptitudes. We might do consulting in one thing. We might work part-time in something else as we're starting our businesses, and so I'm finding that's what I'm observing, anyway, that a lot of us are doing. Um, so we have multiple income streams. I call it being on God's payroll. I think I, I kind of like that concept. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Ah,
1: nice. Um, all right, we've got a... Okay, let's go to our next caller before... We, this hour is flying by. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great topic. Uh, let's go to Grace. Hello, Grace. Oh, hello. You still there, Grace? Yes, I'm here. Oh, oh hi, hi Grace. Grace. Oh, sorry.
2: That's okay. <laughs> I was trying to put my volume up. <laughs> That's all right.
1: You have a question hey, yeah. for
2: Lynn? Uh, yes. Hi, Lynn. Thank you for taking my call. Um, what do you see for me in general? Like, I don't really have a specific question, but I'm kind of in between things and with my health and trying to straighten that health and the head out and not sure where the, no, all of I that is feel going. like
0: you're in a, in a place like I talked about before, kind of an exploration place. You may feel like you're not able to make any, you know, sure decisions about your future for a little bit longer. Um, it feels like you are healing, you are getting better, you're getting stronger. Um, but I feel yeah. like I want to give you, like, one of the things that Laura and I just talked about is asking your intuition questions, and I know when I've been sick, the things that are that are great questions are, "What do I need right now?" or "What would make me feel better?" What does my body need? What would be fun? You know those. And again, as I said to the last caller, you don't always get the answer right away, but I think kind of asking those questions guides you more towards what you don't with. with, with guide you towards what you want versus what you don't want. But I definitely do, as you already acknowledge, you do feel like you're in a transition. Um, I feel like the early part of next year, things are going to start taking off for you. But in the meantime, it's a, it feels like this is about self-care. It's about, you know, what can I do to feel better right now? It's just maybe doing one thing a day where you're just starting to yeah. on some small things. And you will get led out of this transition that you're in. It'll be okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that's, that's good. Thank you.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. Hope okay. so.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Grace. Thanks for calling. Grace. Thanks for listening. Thank you guys. So um do you often have people come asking you about health and how, how do you answer that? Yeah.
0: You know, I, I think that each of us who does intuitive readings has a strength. Medical intuition is not mine my strength. Um, So if it's really a medical intuition question, I refer them to a medical intuitive. Um, But often I'll just get kind of more general things, like kind of what we just talked about with Grace. But, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I used to think when I first started that I should be all things, like I should be able to find lost children or help police with their crimes and help people uncover their medical mysteries and things like that. But I, I find what I'm good at is kind of, seeing trends, seeing people's potential, helping them figure out their purpose and their next steps, and seeing what might be standing in their way and to kind of help them get on the other side of that. So those seem to be more of the strengths that I have. And, it, and it, I'm sure a lot of your listeners are people who are developing their intuition or have an intuitive reader practice or things like that. And I don't know, that stood in my way for a long time, thinking I should be able to do all of those things. You know, be a medium and a, and a medical intuitive and everything else. And I, I think each of us have our own different path and our own different way of our own individual way of doing these readings that make sense for us
1: that's a great point to make because i mean i know so many people that do this type of work but everybody's got their own little, little niche thing that they do and and then sometimes they get questions like well if you can do this why can't you find a lost yeah. child if you can do right. this why can't you you know figure out if if um you know what my health problems are right what is it? every every intuitive or psychic has their own strengths and yeah
0: strengths i think and- that that's I, I mean, boy, I really beat myself up for a long time not being able to do all of those things well, but I, I finally realized that it's like, you know, like in a lot of other professions. I mean, you might be a doctor, but you might not be a surgeon, or you might not be have a specialty in lung issues. I mean, it, you know, I think that maybe we have like subspecialties of psychic readings here. <laughs> right,
1: exactly, yeah. Um, so, you know, sometimes people will use the, and I, you kind of addressed this earlier, Um, but I just kind of want to leave people with one thing that they can do because a a lot of people are saying, I feel so stuck. I feel so stuck right now. I don't know what to do. And and I always say, well, trust you go, Where do you want to go? And I start, you know, take them down that route. route. But um, what's what's one thing that you can suggest to people that they can take away with to get them sort of started? I would
0: say a couple things. One thing that I like to do is to think if somebody waved a magic wand over me and gave me an ideal life, what would it look like? And so I write that down because, again, I think writing it down is powerful. The other writing prompt that I like to do is at the top of the page of my journal is I would write, wouldn't it be great if dot, dot, dot. And and I just kind of do a brainstorming. You know, wouldn't it be great if I could rest right now? Wouldn't it be great if I could travel right now? Or wouldn't it be great if I had a business doing X? You know, it's almost like, because when we say, what do I want, it's almost like our left brain, our logical brain gets engaged And I think when you go, wouldn't it be great if there's sort of a childlike, you know, almost like a childlike question, like, what would be great? What would be fun? And even if you feel like the answer is just rest, sometimes that's a really important answer because sometimes we need to rest and have some downtime before the next vision comes in. Because, you know, our intuition isn't going to give us something like, wow, you've got this big vision if you're exhausted. So sometimes we just need to rest and, and pay attention to self-care before that next, you know, and I think that might have been a little bit what was going on, um, oh, was it Grace, I think that said that, yeah, um, you know, that might have been part of what was going on with her, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree completely, and I think sometimes we get into this mindset that the harder we work, the the, the quicker a solution will come, um, yeah. not necessarily, like, yeah. Like you, like we both know, it's um, our intuition works through our creative brain. So, right to have fun. Yeah. Sometimes actually. Sometimes
0: I find that you know. when I'm overworking and just you know trying too hard at something, it's almost like it kind of negates intuition coming through or action being taken. It's like I just feel so overwhelmed. So I really, one time I was meditating. I don't usually hear an inner voice, but one time I just heard the voice go, "Let." life be easy lynn it's <laughs> like oh, okay <laughs> i can good do advice. that yes oh, yes
2: gosh.
0: oh uh, this is lovely my goodness it's been really yeah. fun to talk to you oh
1: it's oh, it's so fun. it's always fun to talk to you lynn oh absolutely and one last thing i wanted to ask you is because this is another thing a question came up in a class um, about a month ago and and i was kind of side blinded by it. it was like I i never had that question before this is a good one right so okay. I kind of i kind of tucked it in the back of my mind and so i said well you kind of have you know how do you listen to your intuition how do you listen to your psychic abilities and and i said we well, just have to get still and i and i get meditation will do that right and i said well, and and then someone said well meditating great but what does it mean exactly get still <laughs> i was like that's a really good question yeah. um so with the last minute that we have um what would be your de- definition of listening to that small still voice and getting still yeah. to listen and to and
0: we it. don't always get it in that still small voice. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's really just an aha moment. I find that meditation simply primes the pump for intuition to come in when I am not still... My mind is overly busy. I have a hard time paying attention to my intuition. But if you're not a meditator, if you're like me and it's hurting cats, it's just insane. I just go for walks and just go. I ask a question and go, please give me guidance about this issue. And by the time my walk is over, I feel like I've got some insight. So that's how I find that stillness within
1: that's a great point because some people like it, it, their mind just goes off in all different directions if they're trying to meditate, and so a, so a walking meditation is perfect for for those with busy minds. Right. Right. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So um, thank you so much. This has been wonderful, I know that that so many people are going to benefit from hearing what you had to say today. And uh, I just want everybody to definitely check out Lynn's website. It's Lynn Robinson dot com, and you you have a newsletter as well, correct?
0: I do a newsletter that comes out once a week. It's got intuition tips, or you know, events that I'm doing, or things like that, or videos. So yeah, definitely sign up it's right on the front page of my website.
1: Yes, great, always great advice, and it's been wonderful. Thank you so much, Lynn.
0: Thank you, and
1: Laura. I'd love to have you back on again. And your new your new book again is the Put Your Intuition to Work. Yep. There you go. Very good. Okay. Thank you, time. Laura. Bye. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind, Body, Spirit, FM or wherever you get your podcasts.